Hello, everybody. I'm back. Back from yesterday's show. Oh, gonna gonna bring it on home for the week. Bring it on home for the Friday program. It's Friday, and and I'm gonna bring it home. It's fr it's Friday, and I'm gonna wrap up the week and finish the week strong. That sounds about right. So, <laughs> believe it or not, the time is 6.50 p.m. It's Friday. Friday. It's the Friday show. I like that song that I made up all those days ago. Um, yeah, it's nighttime. It's Friday. It's September 10. It's 2021. I'm here in the dim room. As always, saying hello. Hope you're going well. I was a little hungry before I went to record the podcast, so um, I went into the fridge and I ate a pickle. And then I took a sip of the Earl Grey tea I just made. I wouldn't recommend those uh, those two things back to back. It didn't. It wasn't nice. But now I've got the tea and I'm sipping that down, washing the pickle out of my mouth. Sometimes when you're hungry, you gotta have a pickle. I need, I need more volume. Where's the volume? Oh, the volume's at 100. Okay. I think these headphones are a little quieter than my last ones. And it's making me get closer to the mic, so this might be a whole different experience. Anyway. Whoever sent me these, these headphones, please come forward. Make yourself known. I don't, I don't have to say who it is on the podcast. I just kind of want to know who I have to thank. I guess you, at the end of the day, do what you want, but um, just know that I'm so grateful, and uh, I'd like to thank you in as person as I can make myself during this lockdown, if that makes sense, and uh, yeah, on or off the podcast. Thank you so much. I was so touched by these. But anyway, the, the whole of yesterday's program was basically me, me getting all mushy and trying to thank someone for sending these lovely headphones to me. Hmm. All right. Don't have pickles and tea. There's a reason there's not a there's not a meal called pickles and tea. Like you know, pickles and tea kind of sounds like a um like a like a cop duo show in the seventies or eighties, but from the UK. <laughs> we now return to pickles and tea. <laughs> oh, don't like the look of this tea. Quiet, pickles. I've got a plan. I think we're done for, T. Pickles, you fool. I've always got a plan up my sleeve. You can always trust T for smart plans. And you can always trust Pickles for the muscle. <laughs> I know those streets. They call me Don Pickles. Pickles for short. And I'm Roger T. <laughs> Roger T. Duncan. They call me T. <laughs> Pickles and Tea. We'll be right back after these messages. BBC Two presents Pickles and Tea. I would watch that show. Mm. Slurping my tea. And dunking my pickles. Pickles and Tea. We'll be right back from these messages. From West, West Westminster Hall's hand cream. Hand lotion. Westminster's hand lotion. Dry and cracked hands from all the day's fishmongering and grease monkeying? 
Westminster's hand lotion is made of specially formulated kale, spinach, ricotta, parmesan, and other food spices. It's basically food. Put it on your hands. See what happens. We now return to pickles and tea. <laughs> tea! Get in here! You called, Inspector? Superintendent? The old Barkins widow said you've been harassing her. You're off the case, T. <laughs> and Pickles, you're on thin ice. Listen, Pickles, I'm off the case. You're going to have to do the legwork for me. She's been hiding her gold in the cellar. I think that's all the evidence we need. You just have to get access to that cellar. Oh, I don't know, T. <laughs> Okay, I can only do this for so long. Well, let's just keep going. Okay. If you say so. Pickles and tea. Crime-fighting duo. Anyway, why is my table sticky? What happened there? You don't want to know. I spilled coffee there. <laughs> oh, Pickles. You and your sticky coffees. Pickles and tea. Just when you think you're out of it, we I, I, I pull you back in. <laughs> okay. Okay, enough of that. Let's just not forget that one. I want to I wanna keep that one on my sleeve. It's fun. <sighs> what do you call yourselves? Well, I'm Pickles and he's tea. We're an odd duo, but we get the job done. Together we're one super person. Yeah, what he said. Okay. Let's get into the show, shall we? Let's quickly just check my emails. I I've been checking my emails obsessively today, just hoping that another listener mail will just manifest itself, but I think um, I think it's a fool's errand. Let's just check quickly on my phone, huh? Nothing. Y'all let me down. I say, hearing my own voice back to me in my super cool new headphones. Pull your finger out right into the show. Anyway, so, I'm freshly showered. I'm wearing fresh clothes. Fresh, comfy, soft, cushy, felty clothes. I'm nice and comfy. I got on my big walk. I've gone on a walk. I don't have work. I'm a chill fellow today. I was just walking around the city, <clears throat> walking around the city for a couple of hours. I don't know what it is, but walking makes me emotional sometimes. It maybe it's maybe it's all the the stuff that gets released. You know, when you're walking, you get that you get those good chemicals. Maybe sometimes it's been a while, or something else is going on. But it just it makes me feel happy, and but like I feel like my my body and my heart is full of love. But I also feel kind of sad, kind of delicate, kind of emotional. I'm just walking around, looking up at the little buildings, looking at the people, walking around. Just taking it in. Maybe I'm listening to it into a podcast. Maybe a really good one that no one else listens to. Just yet to have its potential tapped. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Is that a valuable experience? Is it good to get emotional on a walk? We're taking callers. 
line one, you're with you're in whatever with Christopher. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been in the construction business for 16 years, and I get emotional on walks. And I think it makes me a better father to me kids when I get home at the end of the day. Wow, cool. Thanks, man. What an open-hearted construction guy. He's so honest. So modern. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention, this is, uh, the show's called Whatever. And I'm called Christopher. And I host this program. Five days a week, one hour a day. I keep you all up to your neck in podcasts. Qu- quantity over quality. A bit like sex with a man. Wink, wink. Is that really... Can you can you really wink, wink that comment? I think everything's uh, basically laid bare on that one. As the bishop said to the nephew of the... The the organist? I don't know. I don't know those jokes. I don't know those street jokes, man. Death sticks. Uh, anyway. Yeah... I feel happy to be alive. I feel like I, like I don't take anything for granted. I feel joyous, but at the same time, I feel delicate. I feel I feel maybe concerned with the future. Maybe maybe I feel like my life is silly and without meaning. All the kind of things you feel when you feel emotional. You don't. It does. It doesn't have to take a specific form. It's just these vague feelings. Surely that's worth it. Surely it's worth having your heart unlocked and letting letting everything come in for times of the day. Otherwise, who knows what happens. Everything probably builds up. Are people like pressure tanks? In my experience, they kind of are. I think those, uh, those, those, uh, those metaphors, um, sort of ring true over time. That's why they use so much. Oh, bottling up stuff. Gotta release pressure. He's, uh, he's... He's, he's filled, was it with a bottle one? He's bottling, but yeah, bottled up. Yeah. I think it's all true. I think we are like that. I think we need relief. And then we feel we can take that pressure back on again. I don't know what it is. In this time, I found it easy to get ideas for the show. So that was good. Walking through the city this afternoon, I noticed... I, I, I must have passed hundreds. Maybe a hundred or two hundred. Uh, skateboarders, specifically, in different parts of the city. Everyone's out there right now skateboarding. These people, they're not wearing masks. They're dressed like skaters. You know, they're kind of, most of them are kind of skinny. They got little hats and stuff and loose pants. Whatever skaters are supposed to wear now, some of them are videoing each other. There's guys, girls, hats, pants, you know, shorts, mustaches. Creepy little mustaches. <laughs> Stuck on these little kids' faces. Some of them are older, some of them are younger. They tend not to go past the age of 40, I've noticed. They all kind of cap there. I don't know what happens to a skateboarder when he's 40. If his hand just starts glowing and two men in black sort of come, come out of a van and just scoop him up. Wait! 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 <laughs> the car drives away. No number plates. And all that's left is that person's skateboard, just rolling slowly down the street uncontrolled. Whose skateboard was that? I don't know. I don't remember his name. We just called him Scabby, because he was always falling over, getting scabs. <laughs> 
You know, he looked to me to be about nearly 40. Yeah, isn't it weird that uh, there's no 40-year-old skateboarders that you see out there? No one older than that? You know, I never thought of that. Oh, well. I'm going to do a kickflip now. They're, they're definitely there's definitely like a shared community about them. They have a they have a way about them, skateboarders, a common way. I'd like to actually take this mic out there, and maybe sit down with one of them and and talk to them about what their life is like, what a day in their life is like, especially when they go out there and skate, how long they're out there for. Not to knock on them, of course. Um, I just want to know about them. I know I want to know how this period is affecting them. I want to know. Um, what their thoughts are, what their opinions are. See if they kind of match up to each other. See what see what kind of group they belong to. See if they even see themselves as a group or belonging to a community or something. Because it looks like a good way to get away from all this stuff, all this virus crap. Being a skater. I got a skateboard here. I'm looking at it now. Yet I've never been part of a skating community. I've never really been part of many communities. I tend to think once you get, once you join one, um, you become susceptible to a, a series of shared bad ideas <laughs> that are inflexible. But I don't really believe that all the time. But I guess it's what's kept me away from them. And I don't know. I think I'm just like a contrarian by nature, and um, it's been isolating at times. It still is today. What part of yourself do you think you sacrifice? And what part of yourself do you think you give away when you join a group like that? Like a group of skaters, people that hang out and subscribe to a shared fashion and style. Recreation style. I don't know. Um, I was walking past the the exhibition building and the Melbourne Museum. It's it's this one big lot of land with parkland on it and a a lot of flat concrete between the exhibition building and the museum. That's where the skaters are all at. There's there's a hundred of them, like I said. I'm sure not all of them know each other, but a, a chunk of them, I think, do. They're sitting and talking and having drinks and, you know, just like big M's, not more like alcoholic drinks. And just trying to do tricks. And I wonder what um, well, I wonder what's in the mind of an ambitious skateboarder nowadays. Because... I don't know. I guess you can still make it as a skateboarder, but is that the dream of these people? I don't know. Because a lot of them suck. <laughs> they can't land any tricks. They just pop, and then they just kind of they kind of half-ass it. Like, they're too afraid to, to put their feet down. Or, I don't know, maybe this is part of the process. Maybe someone who's practicing is always sucking, and then the things they master, they put to one side. I don't know. I'm not a very good skater. When I skateboard, I skateboard like it's the 70s. Like it's the early 70s. <laughs> I just get on the board and like carve left and right and then I get down really low and put my arms out and then I get really high again and then I stand on the front of the board like I'm looking out over like I'm walking the plank and then I like jump and change feet. (laughs) I don't I don't do ollies. I don't do grinds. I don't do like tricks. I don't do verts. Yeah, I'm just that. I'm just like the kid in that music video. Forever young. I want to be forever young. You know, an unskilled skateboarder who likes getting around. My deck, it's like a trick deck, but it's kind of raised, and I, I put soft wheels on it. It's a custom job. I put soft wheels on it, I put my own paint scheme on it. It kind of looks like the logo to the podcast. It's kind of like a zebra. 
That's my style. I didn't I didn't subscribe to any group, man. I'm too cool for school. I'm all alone. <laughs> and I skateboard like it's the 70s. Just saying. Back when Tony Hawk was a kid, uh, he wore... He was known for like being this young little kid, like this little 13-year-old, and he wore pads and helmets. I think his parents made him, or I don't know. He was all padded up. By the way, none of these skateboarders, all 200 of them, there was not a piece of safety equipment in sight. There was not a helmet, not a pad. If I was doing that, if I was with them, I'd probably be wearing pads. But there's like a culture of not like, if you, if you belong to us, you don't wear pads. There's something along those lines going on. Probably not that explicitly. But there's definitely no respect for... I don't know. Maybe maybe they'd land more of those tricks they were trying if they um, put some pads on their knees because they weren't so they weren't afraid of smashing their knee bones into the ground to the concrete. I'm sure you get some you, you take some more risks if that was the case and maybe maybe get a little better. Ooh, I'm being harsh on these people. I don't mean to be. Maybe if you just put pads on, you wouldn't suck so hard. <laughs> maybe if you just took your pads off, you wouldn't suck so hard as a person. Oh, there's so many arguments. There really is. Um, I'd love to interview one. It's just that these people are prevalent out there right now because, um, I don't know, everyone else is like jogging or walking or going to work. I notice a lot of nurses and doctors. Um, but the skaters are out in force. They're out. So they must have something in common. I don't know. I don't know what the law says for their activities either. I don't know. I don't, I'd be interested to see... Like maybe, maybe they have an exemption. Maybe they all, just the just the kind of person that becomes like a skater who hangs in a park and does tricks. Like maybe that person is like, I'm gonna do this and devil may care, man. That's how they talk. They would say devil may devil take the hindmost. Devil may care because I'm doing a sick ass ollie. That's how a skater talks. That's how I'm, I'm gonna talk when I when I go undercover and try to blend in with them. Hey, fellow youths. Pretty gnarly day, am I right? Stinking hot. Stinking hot out there. Boy, I tell you what, it was so stinking hot, my wheels nearly nearly melted to the asphalt. I would have to get some harsh chemicals to get those suckers loose, and then I would have had to go, go to the skate shop and buy new wheels. From Globink. So, uh... Why are we all out here not wearing masks, eh? <laughs> I honestly don't care. It's, uh... It's just uh, an idea. <laughs> and so I was accepted into their ranks. I was gifted a beautiful young skater bride who showed me tricks on the skateboard as well as tricks in the bedroom. She showed me the ways of love and how to grind without being... <laughs> how to grind a rail without being picked up by a, some kind of officer. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, I'm so bad at improv. Yes, and... Go! You're a banana! Go! Mmm. Mmm! Ow! Oh, I just knocked my tooth against my mug. Oh! It's the case of the sore tooth. Pickles and tea. Help me, pickles and tea. Get me pickles and tea! <whistles> you bang. All pickles, and I'm tea. 
it's just uncomfortable. It's more uncomfortable than painful. Anyway, let's move on from that idea. Hmm. So, my mom always say, uh, always said I make the best tea. Growing up, she's oh, you make the best tea. Oh, you you make such good tea. Oh, thanks, mom. Do you want tea, dad? And mom says I make the best. Oh yeah, go on. If it's that good, you can make me one too. Oh okay, okay. Get ready. It's gonna be good. Dip, 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 dip. Pour milk. Uh, there we go. And uh, look at the fridge. And take it out. Oh, look at this. That's, oh, this is really good tea. Oh, good job, son. You make, you do make... Your mum's right. You make the best tea. The best tea. Oh, thanks, Dad. I, I knew it. Mum's Mum said I made the best... I don't think I did make the best tea. I think that was a trick. A dirty trick to keep me making tea for them. Keep me happy. I think they just told me that so I'd make them more tea. Because I remember how I used to make tea, and it was rubbish. I'd just pour the water into the mug, drop the tea bag in, and throw the milk in. Leave the tea leave the tea bag in. Ugh. I make the best tea. What do you know? I'm getting manipulated here. Wouldn't that be nice as, like, a parent? Just sitting back watching TV. Work's over. Kids are fed. You've done everything you have to do for the day. You're exhausted as always. And what? A cup of tea magically appears on the coffee table in front of you. On the coaster. It's hot. You didn't have to lift a finger. You don't know how it was made. It's going to taste better that way. You know, it's been brought to you. It must be pretty comforting. I think a parent deserves a cup of tea from their kids. That makes sense to me. So, I'm not too mad. I still make my mum cups of tea. I still go, oh, do you want a cup of tea, mum? I'll make one for both of us. She goes, mm, yep. It's 7.30, she's asleep. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, a cup of tea would be nice. Oh, God, I'm so tired. Well, she's done a lot. And she's had a bunch of kids, so what are you going to do? going to make a tea. Be a good son. Hmm. <sighs> You know, it's it's, it's bothering me because um, I've been I've been dr- I drinking a lot of coffee recently. Um, what else is new? But I've been making coffee with a bit of condensed milk, a couple of different kinds. And then every now and again, I see the condensed milk tin, and um, print on the label is this recording. I'm so paranoid now. Yeah, it's recording. It's recording. I didn't. I forgot to. I forgot to do this. Oh. Got to adjust the magic watch. It's got to be about there. Twenty-three. Um. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? So I see the picture of the this yummy food, like a like a tart or something, on the on the label of the condensed milk tin. And then I'm like, oh man, that looks good. Like, I wonder what that is. I wonder what the recipe is. And so I'll, I'll search around the can. I'll go around the can, come back to that recipe again, come back to that picture of the thing, and I'm like, I thought I saw you before. You're on the other side of the... I've gone all the way around, and there's no recipe. I remember you. So why do they do that? Why do they Why do they put a picture of food on the tin, 
Only to not give you a recipe. That's cheating. Especially with condensed milk. I used to always give you recipes with something. They'd always like use the brand name in it too. They're like, you have to use our brand. Caramel slice. One tin of Nestle sweetened condensed milk. TM. Oh, geez. They're like the most expensive one. Do I have to really get like one of those? I guess I do. If I do anything any other way, I'm, I'm going against the recipe. You got me. I'm too dumb to figure that one out. Come on. That's Bush League manipulation. It probably works. Why else would they do it? <sighs> so, you know, there's no recipe on the tin. I just got to deal with that. Whatever's on the tin. I don't even know what it is. Looks looks yum. It looks like a cheesecake or something. Yum, yum, yum. My teeth hurt. Ah. I know why. <sighs> my shoe is, um... My shoe has a hole in it. It didn't take that long to get... I, I walk a lot. Like, I walk... I don't know. Sometimes I walk like a hundred kilometers in like every week or so, every week or two. And uh, now where my toe is, my high, high, highly ventilated runners have like a hole where the toe is. And if my sock also has a hole in it, which is pretty likely, knowing me, then my naked toe will poke through my shoe, my black shoe, my white, white toe. It's not a good look. And um, it reminded me of a time when I had uh, flown to Rome in Italy. <laughs> that's in Italy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cairo, that's in Egypt. <laughs> oh. I sense I'm becoming attracted to Gary. <laughs> okay. I love Team America. That's what I always say, right? I have to say what I, I have to say. I love it. That's what I always do on the show. Um, God, what was I saying? Not operating at 100% today, am I? It's this tea. It's putting me to sleep, damn it. Ah! Ah! So, um, yeah, I bought these. I bought a pair of shoes because I was going to Italy and I didn't have shoes. Didn't have good shoes. So I was like, all right, I went to spend less shoes next to where I worked and I bought a pair of shoes. I stuck them on. And a couple of days later, I flew to Rome. I was walking around in the shoes. It was fine. <laughs> Spoiler alert up ahead, right? Everything seemed fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The uh, the Roman sidewalks are pickpocketed, pitted up. Well, there are pickpockets there, but it's pitted. There's like, there's like indentations in the sidewalk. And so you get these freezing cold rain puddles when it rains like it did there at this time. So I'm stepping in and out of cold water, walking around those sidewalks. Three days into my Roman trip. Mind you, I walked a fair bit, but I couldn't have walked that much. Maybe 12 hours a day for like three days. These shoes are brand new. I, 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 always, I, always, I should bury the lead more when I tell a story. I'm learning a lot here. Gotta bury the lead. So it's raining, and I'm walking down the street. And I make a, a particularly hard left at the street corner. <laughs> okay? Like, I think I'm going, oh, it's right. No, it's left. And then I quickly turn left and I go. My foot, my right foot, that's bracing against the, the right side there as I make that turn, it just keeps going. It doesn't go where I'm walking. My right foot 
My right foot just explodes <laughs> out the side of my shoe. <laughs> and I'm like, what is son of a bitch? What is this? I this has never happened to me in my life. <laughs> my, it was my, my shoe turned into a crocodile. It just was open. My foot just came exploding out the side. And I took a couple of steps and I was like, oh, my shoes are wrecked now. It was just the weirdest thing to happen. And I, I had to gather these were crappy shoes. And they just didn't like being wet and cold or whatever. So I wore them for a little bit. And they were flip-flapping all over the place. You know when, it, when a shoe turns into a crocodile's mouth? it uh, The bottom just tends to like get caught on things and just about trip you up. So after a couple of days, I got fed up. I didn't tape up the shoe. I didn't do the, I didn't do the right thing. No, I just stopped wearing shoes. I just started wearing socks everywhere. Or bare feet. It was sunny. It was Italy. I kind of got away with it, I guess. There's probably some people out there who still remember and still disapprove on the street. What's this guy doing? Walking down the street with no shoes on. These fucking tourists, eh? They got no respect. You watch. If he come up here, I'd know after the Lemachello. No after him the Lemachello. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. So after a couple of days, I'm like, I gotta get some shoes. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I was in uh, Sorrento, where the lemon orchards are, or you know, some little lemon farms. It's pretty nice. It's a very nice place. It's by the ocean. Eventually, I stepped into a place. I was like, Oh my god, it's a shoe shop. Italy has shoes, and they sell them at shops, just like, just like regular world. I thought these people were savages. And then, just like back at home, I saw a shoe shop. But, um, yeah, I, I saw all these shoes, and they were, that, they were the style I really hated. They were like the, the, the fancy style, but they had the, the, the braided rope leather going around the top of the shoe. So it was kind of sort of, it looked like an old lady's slipper. That's what I don't like about it. What do they call them? Boat shoes? The sort of the rope is going over, like around the shoe, and it's going up kind of high. I don't like that. But then I, you know, there were other things too. There were runners, whatever. But I wanted, I wanted something a little interesting. I just bought some Ray Bans, which I paid cash for and hangled a little bit, and got some nice Clubmasters. Felt pretty cool. I missed those things. I should get a new pair. I lost them on a on a walk through Marysville. Like an idiot, I didn't go back and get them. I thought, oh yeah, that's it was their time. That's stupid hippie shit. I should have gone back and got them because I missed them. They were good. Now I've got uh, Wayfarers. They're good too, but I mean, I could have two by now. I could have two pairs. Um, so I went in there and I eventually found some nice sort of pointed shoes with none of that, none of that stupid seam stuff. They were black leather. They had a little heel in them. When I walked, it went clip-clop. The bottom was looked like, looked like chipboard. It was that wooden sort of sole. Pretty cool. They were like 80 euro. 80 euros. And um, they were handmade by some old guy, apparently. I, was, I, I thought I had them, but I think I lost them in the move. I don't know where they've gone. But, um, yeah, they didn't survive when, when, when some of my family moved out from their old house. I don't know where they went. I lose a lot of things in this way, unfortunately. So they're gone now, but um, I wore those things. And for the first week, I was just slipping everywhere. The cobblestone paths in Italy. Just slipping falling over just ah! every every five seconds oh my god help me 
Uh, luckily, I didn't fall badly at any point. And uh, pretty quickly, the shoes got roughed up. Uh, the 19 blisters on my feet uh, formed calluses, and my feet became tougher. The shoes turned into nice shoes. But it was painful for a few days. I had got out and bought band-aids and stuck them all over my feet and suffered f tripping and slipping all over the place. Before too long, it was all right. And by the time I got to Barcelona, Barcelona, by the time I got to Barcelona, um, I rented a longboard, a skateboard, to get around. Like I told you, a skateboard like it's the 70s. I rented the skateboard, and I would just use these dress shoes <laughs> to push and to stop with and break, and I sanded these punks down. I spent two months in Europe, approximately two months, and I had worn holes in these old leather shoes, new leather shoes. They turned into old leather shoes by the time they came back with me. But I had made them comfortable. Shoes are weird like that. They're like these living things, but they're made of dead things. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it was a fun experience. Sometimes a dumb, a dumb choice, but a stylish choice is worth it in the end. Because now I have those memories. Yeah, they're shoe-based memories, but... um, What's more interesting than shoes when you're traveling Europe? I can't think of anything. <sighs> this seems like a good juncture on the program to um to remind you that this is a ad-free podcast. I'd like to keep it that way. I really hate ads. And so I ask if if you may, if you can, which I'm sure you can, to donate to the show. Go through Patreon. Um you go to, go to patreon.com and a website and type in whatever with Christopher. That's usually like whatever dash with Christopher. And you'll find my podcast. Then you can securely donate, pledge uh, at any amount you want from anywhere from probably like a dollar to probably like a billion dollars. Um, and that'll come out of your account safely and securely every month uh, until such time as you cancel it. And you can cancel any time. And it's a great way to support this program. And... Um, I don't know, maybe one day stopping me from working a regular job. I just heard a huge sigh come from outside the house. That was distracting. Some people just walk around the house sighing, I notice. It's a strange way to live my life. I think I've, I've given up sighing and I've just started um, sharply inhaling instead. But I feel like that's worse, just walking around going... Seems more anxious. I don't know. You, 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 got, you got to do something with that psi energy. You got to um, convert it. I don't know. I try to do it quietly now. And then you hold it. I don't know. I guess it's like a it's like a breath thing, but it's like the breath version of glass half full rather than glass half empty. I don't want to let breath out. I don't want to let my energy go. I want to bring more in. <sighs> Fortifying myself against the next thing to happen in my world. I think about things like this. I think about ways that I can become more positive, powerful, and wonderful every day in my life. If you don't think about it, you should, because self-improvement is a lifetime um, pursuit, in my opinion. So, what was I talking about? Oh, man. Just gone totally off track now. Uh uh, 
Well, I've I've forgotten. Shoes. Shoe-based memories in Europe. Oh boy. Now I've done it. <laughs> I feel like I was talking about something too, and now it's just gone. Oh well, let's just move on. Usually I remember, but um, I just don't think it's going to happen today. Let's keep on going. No, 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 no. Damn you, sighing person, throwing me off my show. What was it? I can't, I can't let it go. What was it? What was I think? What was I talking about? What the heckaroo was I talking about? Oh, it'll, it will never come back. Oh yeah, I was, wasn't I promoting the show? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's right. So um, let's go back to that because um, th that is the juncture. I got to do that every episode because uh, if you want things in life, you got to ask for them if you do a, a free podcast. So um, please don't make the podcast free if you can afford it and charge yourself money by sending it to me and ma help me make the show a big thing. Also help spread the show. Um, show people the show if you think it's good, and and help it grow because it's it's still tiny at the moment. It's a, it's a little it's a little baby bird, you know. It's a little baby bird going tweet tweet, but it's not tweeting because uh, Twitter is uh, very good. And I do not I have a Twitter, but um, I have no followers, so I don't know how that works. But yeah, make this show get an audience and help me do that. Anyway, that's the end of that because uh, I have I'm really bad with my words today. Uh, what's the other thing? There's usually other things I talk about. Oh yeah, have your say. Have your say on the uh, on the whatever with Christopher program by emailing me at whatever with Christopher at gmail.com. That's whatever with Christopher at gmail.com. Um, yeah, please tell me what I'm doing good. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Ask me questions. Tell me things. Confess a crime to me. Scream torrents of abuse in my direction. I'll probably read it all. Send it on in. There's so much noise around me right now. It's this bunch of banging. I don't know. We'll have to live with it, huh? So, uh, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's all the show stuff out out of the way for now, and um, we now must get into the next thing, which is what. This is one of those shows. I was supposed to finish strong today. I was supposed to finish strong and now look at me. Distracted. Mushmouthed. Forgetting what I'm talking about. This is not good. Oh yeah, um, I used to say help me buy headphones, but I've been set headphones now. So um for the Patreon money, I think. What what, what could I what else could I buy the show? I I I got I can't get it out of my head. I'd like I'd like to be able to uh, make some sound effects, not from my mouth, but from things. So I, I like the idea of like this live show kind of format where I do everything in one take in the real world and then it's done and I just sort of send it off there and it's it's part of the fun, wild live aspect of it. So I'm thinking of, of I haven't looked into this yet, but I'm thinking of getting uh, a set of chimes, some kind of magic, the, the kind of chimes that sound like Something magical's happened, like someone's just cast a spell on you. Or maybe like you're having a, a flashback or like a daydream. I feel like that could be useful to punctuate the things I say. I don't know. I think I feel like my voice isn't enough and I just I need a I need a suite of uh instruments and noisemakers around me. That's that's what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> that might be really annoying to you, but this is this is where the show is going at the moment, I think. 
Um, there's already a few mouth organs, as you might have heard. But they were there anyway, and um, I don't usually use them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's get let's get my hands on those chimes. And maybe one day, um, like a really huge gong would be good. Just like a really, really big, really big traditional gong that I can be like, and that's just my two cents. That I would really enjoy that. I don't know if you would, but um, um, that's I'd give it a shot <laughs> anyway. So please donate to the Patreon and do other things. There, are, there is no listener mail at the moment, so uh, you know. Anyway, uh, while I have you for the next uh, what is it, twenty minutes? I want to, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the following. Last night, last night I recorded as I was going to bed and tucking myself in. I recorded a bit of a short show that I'm probably going to release on the weekend. In this show, well, I think in yesterday's show too, like these things were coming to my head and I feel like I want to talk about it in a future episode. It occurs to me that we are living in the future. And we mustn't take this for granted. We are living in the crazy science fiction Jetsons type future. You got to realize this. I'm 30 years old. I've been around, all right? I've been around since 1990 and probably vaguely conscious since about 1994, you know, about that time. When you start to remember things. Back in 1994, things were different. We didn't have nearly the same things we have now. The computers were much more basic. They barely did anything. They barely even had those graphical user interfaces. Not the kind that we're, we take for granted today, the kind, the kind with pictures, realistic pictures and video and music. They weren't capable of any of those things for the most part. They were just beep, beep, computer. <laughs> so a lot, a, lot, a lot of it's from the iPhone, the invention of the iPhone. Uh, I, I knew, I knew back in 2008, before the iPhone, I knew that phone technology was nowhere near where it could be. These things... The phones that you could surf the web on and browse were designed so poorly. I knew they could be better. I knew we were stuck behind in the past. Just like I knew we were stuck in the past with cars too. I think car, the computers and cars are still to this day horrible. Just horrible. And it takes some visionary with a bunch of money and development and power and genius to, to, to accelerate the technology. The iPhone came out. And even I, as intelligent and visionary as I was, I could not foresee how amazing it would be. I couldn't imagine a, a buttonless phone, essentially a buttonless phone, working so well. I couldn't imagine a phone that went from landscape to portrait. A feature, by the way, that pretty much no one uses. It's a shame. It really, it really is. This, these phones instantly, it, it feels, rendered, I don't know, tens of thousands of devices and instruments and, 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 and machines obsolete. The pocket calculator. Even, even that is a miracle to people born before me. In your pocket, you will have a computer and it will do complicated mathematics for you. How amazing is that? That is amazing. That is Jetsons. 
And you know we've invented the as as of this year, as of 2021. I can state this as a fact. We have invented the flying car. We really have. It's true. We have. Repeating myself. It's just that you're not allowed it. You're not rich enough. You're not important enough. None of us are responsible enough to be given a the keys to an aircraft. <laughs> just say, go. We we routinely drive into shop fronts <laughs> on straight roads. I've seen it. That's that was the the part we. But they are making them autonomous. I saw an autonomous one. It looked terrifying. It looked nothing was. It looked like nothing was keeping it up. It was that real scary vibe. But who knows? Maybe um, some point in the near future, we will often be taking air taxis in in electric vehicles, flying around, not even controlling these things. And if they fail, a big ballistic parachute will open up and we'll float safely into the middle of a crowded freeway. <laughs> well, it wasn't the fall that killed him. It was the, the Subaru coming down the road. It's pretty cool. There's, there's almost... We, we don't really have hoverboards exactly, like, like they said in, uh, in uh, Back to the Future, but we do have uh, electric skateboards. They're pretty seamless now. They're amazing. You can sit. You can be on a footpath and watch a uh, watch a a skateboarder guy go uphill away from you, just with no effort. Just a little electric motor, all compact, got a good range. It's quiet, silent. We get electric cars. They drive themselves. The Tesla ones drive themselves without lidar, which I don't know how they do it with cameras. That's amazing. The rest of the companies will have to use this LiDAR stuff, which is extra technology. Elon Musk is like, no, LiDAR's a joke. LiDAR's not the future. The future is going to be simple. And he, so far, he's been right. He's always right about stuff, which is why he's rich. He's done well. His car company's done well. His space program's gone very well. The man can launch a satellite into space for less money than everyone else. I'm pretty sure. He's figured it out. We're lucky that Evil Genius works for us. At least at the moment. He works for us. The Superman exists. And he is American. We got GPS. This again. This again was the uh, the imagination of a bunch of sci-fi writers in like the 60s. It, it would always be the same, right? It would be a map with a little red dot in it. Boop, 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 boop. He's over here. Instead, what do we got? In our pockets, we've got that same device. No aerial sticking out. No little red light. Instead, it, it guides you through. It says, turn left now, turn right now. And then they, yeah, we, we had those as little pods we could install on our dashboards. And now we have them in our phones, which do everything. Now no one knows where they're going at any point. We got directions going everywhere. That's why there's like a traffic jam behind my house in this residential area. Because the GPS of everyone's car takes them through that spot and jams up that road. Even though it'd be a lot faster to take the regular surface roads. The main highways. Those are unintended consequences. But still, it's a miracle. And it's... Like, I, I knew I knew when these phones came out that eventually they'd be used for GPS. What I didn't realize is that it'd one day be free. I thought, ah, man. You can get GPS for these phones, but uh, they cost $100. Now they just give them to you for free. Whoever bought them was a sucker, I guess. Or they just wanted GPS in their phone really quick. I'm glad they made it free. I think I had an inkling they'd make it free one day. 
it's just it's just one of those things. It, it's it's better to have the whole world using something than to be paying for it because they can get your money in other ways. Google knows that. Who pays Google directly? Not that many people. Or so they think. It's information that's worth money. It's advertising that's worth money. You don't have to take their money. You can just get their eyeballs. You can get money out of someone. And so they give us the GPS for free. They took probably took the uh, information of all our road habits and sold that to a company and made a whole bunch of money. It was far worth much more than a few people paying $100 would have. <laughs> I don't know. Am I going to mention everything that that involves us living in the future? I am trying to burn out about half an hour. Maybe I will. All right, here's another one. Jetpacks. I know jetpacks have existed for a long time, but they're a bit better now. They are actually jets as well. I've seen jet boards. I've, been able, I've seen people ride boards through the sky. That's pretty cool. Those little hobby jet engines made for uh, made for hobbyist uh, remote control aircraft. They started using them enough of them for people. The right size, you can make a person fly. That's pretty awesome. We we're not still there with the fuel yet. We can't really, you know, the flight time isn't great, but it's surely it's gotten better. I don't know where that's going to end up, but um, I don't know. Will, will personal jetpacks that fly for a long time ever be a reality? I guess the sky's the limit if we just keep on existing. Maybe we'll discover element XZ or something and it will it'll involve anti-gravity. Having anti-gravitons. We will see. Little rings will come out of our spaceships and they'll go. It'll be very cool. We got tiny TVs. These uh there was a time in the eighties and nineties where they put those little TVs into watches. Like as a novelty. I think Seiko did that. But we actually do. The tiny TVs, again, they're in our phones. We can watch TV with our phones. We can then, we can press a button and then make that phone image show up on our TV. Just put it up there, throw it up there. It's just seamless. The mu- music no longer has to exist on some kind of moving part or device. We can hold all our music in our pocket on non-movable storage. No, no records, no shellacs, no... Wax drums, no cassettes, no CDs. Those little compact miracles. Don't even need them anymore. No mini discs, the tiny version of that. Now we can just press a button and again, wirelessly, if we like, it goes to our hi-fi. It can, we can, we've, we've invented devices to, to, to retrofit into our old hi-fi systems for little money and just send the music over there. We're living in, we're living in a dream world, man. We got virtual reality. It's way better than that virtual reality crap in the '90s. It's a lot scarier. You move your head now, and you it looks around. You know, I think that was it was always like that. But the graphics are so much better. The games, the quality of the games, are so much better. They look ridiculous. You can wander around such a huge area. They got virtual reality. I haven't done much virtual reality yet, but uh, from what I've seen, it's pretty impressive. I'm excited about that. We got CRISPR. We can edit the DNA of babies. And make them hulks or something. We can send people pictures. We can hold maybe like a million pictures on our phones. And just scroll through them and show each other. Sure, it's made pictures a lot less valuable. And also, I'm pretty sure the quality of pictures on these phones... The quality of pictures the average person have has have never been worse. I think the film days had better, actually better quality pictures. So we've actually taken a hit in that. But... It's become more of a status symbol than uh, than the quality of the pictures is a matter. I guess, I guess the technology that's the easiest to use has always been the one that's thrived, right? 
it doesn't take any skill to point your phone camera. It, t- it took a few little tips and tricks to uh, to use an old film camera or even an old digital camera with uh, manual settings. But these phones are super automatic. It's uh, it's pretty strange. But you know, everyone, just about everyone, learns to drive. That's very complicated, and we all just take that for granted. I feel like we take ourselves, we take our level of skill for granted. We, oh, I can't. I'm so bad at maths. And then you get behind the wheel of a car and perfectly drive somewhere. That's a, that's a real skill. So many people on Earth, driving is their, their greatest and most honed skill. And these people have no hope in life. And they, they, think, they think they can't do anything, but they've learned to drive. People, you got to remember that. Moving on. What else we got? Video calling. That was a real sci-fi thing. Hello, hello now. And we're all we're all sick of it already. <laughs> uh, I don't want to look at you. I don't want you to look at my face. I like in the science fiction movies that you'd, you'd video call someone and they'd like pick up and it'd be the middle of the night and they just get out of bed and there wouldn't be an option. It would be video call no matter what. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. It's the middle of the night, but there's been a terrible murder. Please come downstairs to Space Ward B. Okay. Um. Why? Why would you opt for that? Why would you? Of course, we're all so self-conscious. No one, you wouldn't want anyone to see our faces in the middle of the night. No, that's we, that's why we all still voice call. We don't want to get made. We don't want to put on makeup and get made up all pretty for our video call. And if we did, it would just be un, under our chins because that's where you're holding your phone. Why would you hold your phone so high? Ah, I'm too lazy. I can't be holding my phone all high, so I get a good shot of my head. We, we, we're turning into like. I guess a lot of those video calling systems, you sat at a chair and, you know, it was built into the wall and so it already had a good shot, but the future's portable, man. That's not what they thought. They thought it would still take a huge device to do that kind of equipment. They thought it was all going to be installed because nothing was portable back then. Nothing was. Portable music only came out in the 80s, really. Back in the 60s and 70s, you still had to to put something on a big stand. Your your hi-fi was furniture. It was wood. The TV was in furniture too, and it was wood. You just thought the future would evolve that way. It would be standing in the corner of a room somewhere, set up, heavy. And now look, we're living in a better future than we even imagined. A cooler future. A more convenient future. You can press a button and a car will come pick you up. You don't even have to talk to anyone. You can make a call from anywhere you want. Within reason. You can shop. I saw this. I saw this thing that was saying the home, the home of the future, and they were kind of they were kind of predicting the internet in a wrong way. They thought you would watch a video monitor in your room, right? The lady of the house would watch a video monitor, and she will not work because it's the future, and things keep going the way we want them to go. But there's slight differences. So the the, the non-working woman at home, uh, wearing a dress and having kids, and that's all, and knitting. Um, goes onto a, a video a video system, a video screen, and she basically hits a buttons and it scrolls it scrolls through like it was like closed circuit television. It would scroll through the directory of a shop. I don't know how exactly, but maybe maybe it would be a conveyor belt in the shop and you would you would scroll through. It would be very uh I don't know how the, the, the traffic would work on that thing, but yeah, it would it would select different images and you would you would select what you want to buy and they would get shipped to you. They didn't predict the internet that it would be computerized and it would exist sort of semi-virtually. Instead of this, we can go on, we can bid, buy, lay away, get it shipped somewhere. You can just you don't have to talk to anyone again. You can get something shipped 
you can get a new spice grinder shipped from Turkey. It'll just come to you. You'll and you'll pay. You'll pay without ever getting out your checkbook, without getting your cash out. This is how a lot of people live for so long. I guess a lot of a lot of young people have the foggiest, but but just I'm, I'm trying to tell you, don't take it for granted. It's incredible. It's so amazing. I can't believe it. For those of you just tuning in, not that you do that, um, I haven't just woken up from a coma that I've been in for 30 years. I'm talking about not taking things for granted, dude. I'm talking about the fact that we're living in the future. Okay? What else we got, huh? 3D printing. We can print stuff. We can print a man. We can print a man that won't leave. (laughs) Uh, maybe that's coming, but, uh, not now. You can 3D print, uh, a new trigger for your gun, I guess. That's sort of where we're at, right? (laughs) That's a great thing. It's a great thing to be able to prototype for very little money. Because the kind of manufacturing that used to print off big things made out of plastic would be so industrial. And so now, uh, regular people have the access to invent and to prototype. Very cool. And to solve little problems. Even email, that thing that no one uses in earnest. There was a time where they thought people would email to each other socially. They don't really do that. A lot of services have taken up that place. Social networks. These terrible things. These fucking things. Email. Gone are the days where you'd have to hand write a letter at a writing desk in favorable light. Cursive on the ink with the ostrich quill pen. Dip, dip, dip. Scroll, 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 dip, dip, dip. Fold it up. Melt wax onto it. Seal it up. Send it to a boy who would take it to the post office or whatever. If you're rich. That's if you're rich. More likely you could take it down to the post office yourself. Oh, God, down it comes. Yes, I'd like a postal letter, please. To Birminghamshire. I must have... See, I've ruined the joke now. I've forgotten. I must have pickles and tea on this case. (laughs) There's been a grisly murder. Get me pickles and tea. That's right, now it's a costume drama from the 1800s. The early 1800s. Pickles and tea. Detectives extraordinaire. They wear suits and they're from Scotland Yard. What's all this then? My associate has has a brutish way of introducing himself. My name is Roger T. Perkins and this is my assistant Pickles. John Pickles, to be precise. He's ex-military. He's the muscle and the brains. He's street smart and I am good with languages, I suppose. And top... Fencer. <laughs> you got that right. Scotland Yard can Scotland Yard's best fencer three years running. But I'm Scotland Yard's best boxer. We are team pickles. We solve Victorian crimes about ladies and poison. If you got a poisoned lady or a lady who's poisoned someone, in all Victorian London, you better you best call you best send a letter. You best send for tea and pickles. I sent for tea and pickles this morning. Not the meal! The detectives from Scotland Yard, you you fucking nonce. <laughs> Don't use that language. You're unhired. I told you not to use that kind of language to the client pickles, but you didn't listen. And now we're without reference and destitute on the streets of London. Let us start robbing people for their tea and pickles. Damn it. It just goes round and round. Fruity ages. Yes. And then you have to wait three days or something for them to receive the mail. Even longer, and it could get lost, and it could get soaked up with water. Paper was notoriously fragile. 
there could have been a great London post office fire and you would have lost all your mail and your bills wouldn't get paid on time and I don't know what. Now email, boop, send. You don't even have to have an experienced hand at writing. You could probably dictate it. Uh, send the following, sorry, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Send, send, send. And off goes the email and it instantly shows up in someone else's computer mailbox and they can check it in any time. So good. So good. Drones. We can fly cameras around places. Most of us don't need to, but we do it anyway. We buy these things. Silly. That's pretty cool, though. It's at the point where it's carrying... That's some real Jetson stuff. Meet George Jetson. Um, his wife, Judy. She stays at home and wears a dress and takes his money and raises the kids because it's the 60s. Um, yeah, they got, they got, what, the Amazon drones that, uh, that take packages to people's houses. That's pretty cool, right? Package delivery. Thank you. That is pretty cool. There's that robot dog from Boston Dynamics. That thing looks real. It's got many applications we haven't even seen yet. What else? You don't even need you don't even need to pay with cash anymore. You can just go beep and scan your phone or something or your watch, your Apple Watch. Even when a, the Game Boy Color came out in the 90s, the late 90s, I was like, how do they got LCDs in color now? That was like the first use of like a color LCD that I knew about, an LCD screen. I was like, how are they doing this? It's color. I never thought they'd break the color barrier in this in this Game Boy. And now look, those things are photorealistic television screens not just the I don't know 10,000 colors or whatever that, that the Game Boy Color had back then that was awesome that was so awesome now it's in all our screens I got this thin 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 laptop and it's showing me a, the desktop picture of the, the Arctic and all the broken ice there with the rivers going through it and it's totally real looking it's incredible it's incredible we've only got tiny tiny projectors that we can carry in our pockets. I, I hear. I haven't seen them, but you can carry these little projectors and project up a movie really big. There's LEDs too. LEDs, there's mood lighting. Your phone has a torch in it. It's bright. You can change the color in your room without giving off very much heat at all. You can put those LED strips around and make your room red and rainbow and all that stuff. You can control it with a computer. It's awesome. You got tents that just pop up when you're camping. Just... Tent technology, man. You got little little batteries that power little motors and little heating things. New movies have computer effects that are half the time indistinguishable from reality, and you can do amazing stuff with them. Tell amazing fantasy stories, like Avatar. I watched this movie called Logan Run. That's from about 1976. They had this thing where uh, this 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 main guy, Logan, Logan. Who I guess he was horny because he was at home and uh, he was just like he was like scrolling through women on a big screen, <laughs> and he was sort of going no no no, and he was wearing this robe which like cut off at the waist, you know, like a like a leg free robe, his leisure his leisure robe, and uh, he, he was scrolling through women, but again it was it was not compact. He, has, he had a remote control and he was doing it against the wall. I'm pretty sure, until there was one he liked, some cheek. She looked nice. And he pressed a button and she came teleporting into the room. Hello. Would you like a drink? No, I'm afraid I've made a mistake. 
I, I'm not sure what I, I, I've been foolish. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. You must, you must want, he gets a little creepy. He's like, you must have wanted it. Or you wouldn't be on the circuit. He called it the circuit. You wouldn't be on the circuit, Austin. He's, he's, he's uh, Basil Exposition from Austin Powers, by the way. Same guy. Austin, test reports confirm that you've lost your mojo. It's my mother, Austin. Great guy. Great actor. What's his name? I usually can remember, but I can't. Okay? It's Friday. It's the Friday show. Um, my, my toes. My little toesies. Um, there's all sorts of cables that are getting stuck in my toes. I think I've been playing footsie with the cables under the chair. Ah, all right. I got to extricate myself from this mess. There we go. There we go. All right. So, yeah, she goes, I, I, well, I, I came home from work and I, well, she didn't, she didn't work. I, I came back from carousel and I felt lonely. So I put myself on the circuit, but I'd rather think I'd been with steak. Excuse me. And he, and he, he's, no, come on, have a drink. You're an attractive woman. I'm an attractive man, please. And, um, then he's like, don't tell me you prefer women or is it women you prefer? That little hint. That little hint that maybe in the future it's okay for a woman to love another woman. I don't know about men and men, but uh, that little line. Is Logan's Run an English film? Because I feel like I feel like they they kind of allow that stuff in a big budget film. They 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 were pretty ballsy when it came to projecting a a gay friendly future. I think if that was a truly an American film, Logan's Run. Was it? Uh, let's look it up. Let's look it up because I feel like I'm I'm gonna talk talk about something that doesn't exist now. Logan's Run. I mean, a bunch of them are English, so you'd think so. Logan's Run. Here we go. Um, 1976. It says it's American. Why are there so many British people in it? <laughs> well, good good few Americans. Um, for for projecting a a gay positive um, future. For these people. I know it's a book and they probably mention it in more detail or maybe not. I don't know. But um, still, that's pretty cool. Right on. Maybe it's the English who would be like, we can't say that. We can't say it's okay for women to love women. People will take it to heart and the whole basis of our society will unravel. And you know who will have to call then when society unravels? That's right. Tea and pickles at your service. Society unraveled. <laughs> we'll set it right. Show me to the offending movie and I'll smash it up. And T will find a way. He'll research a way to find the original negative and he'll burn it up with some kind of chemical or something. We're basically thugs hired by the government. T and pickles at your service. <sighs> so. So. The circuit. I put myself on the circuit. I was lonely. Oh, come on. We're both young. We're not 30 yet. I would be dead in Logan's Run because uh, they your little beep, beep goes off at thirty. Boop 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 boop, and they and they and they take you and they kill you. I hate to say it, it's not very nice. That's the future they envisioned in that book and movie. Pretty cool movie though. Check it out. Thrills and spills and maybe a few laughs because uh, it was made a long last time ago. Just the outfits alone. <laughs> Runner. Uh, it's Logan's Run. So, um, but that kind of predated, uh, kind of predicted like Tinder, right? Swipe left, swipe right. Mm, yes, no. Can you imagine that that guy? <laughs> his name was uh, Michael York, I think. Michael York on Tinder, just with his phone. No, no. Oh yeah, she'll do. <laughs> and then hitting, swiping yes. Oh come on, don't tell me you prefer women. <laughs> it's in the modern era. 
Michael York, Tinder user. Yeah, hello. Um. Ah. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Yeah, you can basically go on. I know internet dating exists for a long time, but it's pretty refined at this point. You can basically take him out of the running or let him go forward into the next round. It's like a game show, left, right. Acceptable, unacceptable. Dating apps such as Tinder. It's sort of set the blueprint for a series of uh, for a series of apps now, isn't it? Very instant, very uh, accessible, very easy. You can and, and you can expand your pool of people you might date to far beyond what you would have bumped into at the local meat market. You can meet people from places that you don't visit, like laundrettes and dog shows, and maybe maybe that person will be the one for you. So it's always good to know. That is a modern miracle. That is the future. The utopia turned out to be a dystopia. That's Logan's run, right? Isn't it? That's always the case in the old ones. What else could you do? Tablets. I remember tablets uh, were always in movies, but they didn't exist yet. Like, uh, you know, it's like iPads and stuff. Microsoft Surface Pros. They, they, uh, they always had them in sort of movies like National Treasure. Like, I'm using this tablet that doesn't exist to hack into things. They'd make it up. It always have like that kind of blue text. And I don't know why you'd want to use a a computer that had only blue text, but that's how they always seem to depict them. Also, see-through screens on a, on future computers. Why would that ever be a thing? Why would you want to see the the douchebag behind your computer, like, blocking up your image? I think, I feel like if anything, we would have invented screens that were see-through at first and be like, one day, one day these screens will be, will be opaque, if that's the right word. You won't, and you won't have to see through them, and it'll be a proper view. I hate this distracting screen. So that's pretty cool. Um, what's left? Those, there were those jetpacks also that um, I think I think those jetpacks that have the the little guy in the water with the engine, and then it pipes up the pipe onto your back, and then helps you fly around. Those things have pretty good fuel, don't they? Water jetpacks pretty cool. They even had that Game Boy that was 3D. You could, you could, uh, without even having glasses, as long as you lined it up just right, you could look at the Game Boy. I think it was a the Game Boy DS, and you could view this game in 3D. Really cool. You could print off pictures, just just print them off on your home printer from your huge database in your computer. All right, I think that's it. I just wanted to, I just, I don't know, I just wanted to go over some like amazing things with you. It's not look. It's not the most finesse show that I run here, but it it maybe at the very least it's thought provoking. We live in the goddamn future, so enjoy it. You could have been born. The the higher technology would have been shooting arrows at people who are constantly coming over your wall, trying to trying to rape and pillage your people. And instead, you can order shoes and a piece of cheesecake to be delivered to your door. In 45 minutes. <laughs> and that'll about do it for us today on Friday. <laughs> this has been the Whatever Show. Whatever with Christopher. Thanks for sticking around all week. It felt good to know you were here. I'm glad I could talk to you. Thanks for the headphones, mystery person. 
Reveal yourself. Stand up and be counted. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take the weekend and maybe release that little bonus show if you feel like it. And I'll talk to you again on Monday. Okay, bye everybody.